Hey, I'm Jesse. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 6. Let's begin in verse 20. This will be our final devotion from the book of 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 20. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, avoiding irreverent and empty speech and contradictions from what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some people have departed from the faith. Grace be with you all. I believe that the false knowledge that he's talking about here is what was referred to earlier in the letter. I think he's talking about the endless genealogies, the myths that just lead to speculation, and empty talk, fruitless discussion. There were false teachers, perhaps Hymenaeus and Alexander, who had come in and begun sowing these practices of just your genealogy, your genealogy, your genealogy. And like, none of that means a thing. It's all speculative anyway. That's not knowledge. It's just falsely called knowledge. Instead, what Timothy is called to do is to avoid all of that irreverent stuff. That's that irreverence. It's one of the things actually that's called out early in the letter as well. The empty speech, think about the meaningless speculations that we saw in chapter one, and contradictions, okay? It doesn't even line up. These people wanna be teachers of the law, but they don't know what they're insisting on. They contradict themselves. And it's falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some people have departed from the faith. They get so wrapped up in this stuff that they leave the Christian faith behind. I've seen this happen today too. People can get so wrapped up in their own genealogies, their own, even their own ethnic heritage can become more important to them than their faith in Jesus Christ and actually lead to a departure from the Christian faith. Don't get caught up in meaningless speculations, meaningless mythologies. Hold fast to the truth of God's word. Elsewhere, he would refer to these false teachings as just old wives' tales. Don't fall into that stuff. None of that compares to the word of God. When people start departing from the word and adhering to the myths, the speculations, the empty talk, the, all, the, all the meaninglessness, they'll even leave the Christian faith behind. And by, so, uh, by, by doing so, they evidence that they were never really saved to begin with. See, 1 John, they're going out from us, proves that they were never really among us. So Timothy is to, told to guard what's been entrusted to him. What, is, what does the word guard necessarily connotate? It means that attack's coming. You're gonna, it's gonna be constantly under attack. The word of God has always been here, it's always been faithful, and it's always been under assault. And there have been these oscillations of loyalty of the people of God to the word of God over and over again, dating all the way back to the people of Israel, where people would forget the word, they'd forget the Torah, and then it would be rediscovered. And then they would neglect the word, and, they would, and then they would rediscover it a generation later. And the word of God has been faithful for us in the New Testament since all the while as well. So we are to guard it. This has been entrusted to us. So we're to avoid the kind of irreverent and empty speech and contradictions that are falsely called knowledge. I'm not gonna fall for it. I'm not gonna fall for it. I've already seen this happen in the realm of academia. I've seen words take on connotations that have totally different definitions over, over time. For example, the word travesty. Even now, the authoritative definition for this word is under, is under contradiction. The word historically, for centuries, has always meant an episode in which genders are swapped and it's viewed negatively, it's a pejorative term. But now the word travesty has come to mean just uh, a bad thing that happened. And we've kind of stripped its definition away. It no longer means that, it's so ironic because what we're witnessing in the public realm is literally a travesty. <laughs> and we don't have the word for it anymore because we're changing the definitions of words all the time. This is where, this is actually a tactic, a manipulative tactic for controlling culture is to go into the dictionary and change the meanings of words. 
to look at words, even, this is so ironic, like the words gender and sex have always been synonyms and we've always known this. This is, it's not a new thing. Okay, this, uh, you, can't, you can't change the definition overnight uh, for, for words, but this is how the war in culture is being waged through the dictionary, changing the meanings of words. I see that in, in academia as well, changing the uh, inventing terms. The, the suffix normative is attached to words and attached to prefixes even to make it sound like they're extremely learned. Really what they're expressing is just insular tribal insular tribal knowledge. They're just speaking from a lexicon that they've hidden from the world, and they use that as a, as a manipulative tool. For example, if you come upon the word heteronormative, what this means, it's actually, it's actually meant to insult you. It's actually a pejorative. It means that you think that only heterosexual activity is normal and everything else is abnormal. But let's be clear about something. Heterosexual activity, for example, is act actually obviously quite normal. It's how you exist. It's how babies are made. It has to be normal. So watch out for this. The, the, the word travesty has lost its meaning. Uh, we can invent words like heteronormative. We can invent words within the realm of academia that exist only within the ivory tower and have no bearing and no root in the real live world. I've watched words like performativity come to mean the exact opposite of what it originally meant. I mean, like when the dictionary is in flux, you can see that we have our own, we have our own, uh, our own false knowledge that we're dealing with. In Timothy's world, it was the genealogies. In our world, it's the war that's being waged in the dictionary. Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you. You avoid the irreverent and empty speech and contradictions from what is falsely called knowledge. Likewise, we can avoid the contradictions that are falsely called knowledge. Watch the dictionary just morph over time. We know what the truth is. We must guard it. We've been entrusted with it. We are the stewards, church, of the truth itself in the word of God. So may we guard what's been entrusted to us knowing that as people deny this, they end up leaving the faith behind. And the bottom line, the final line, grace be with you all. We need that grace, don't we? Because we can stumble in this regard. It's easy to get caught up in irreverent and empty speech and contradictions and stuff that's falsely called knowledge. It can make you feel enlightened and look cool and make you seem intellectually, uh, intellectually astute. And the truth is that you're just getting dragged away from the faith. So when that happens, you confess it, you repent, you come back home and you need grace. Grace be with you all, amen. May that grace be, as that grace was with Timothy, may that same grace be with us. Hey, let's start the book of 2 Timothy tomorrow.